that science, by definition, allows for more than one opinion, otherwise you merely have the will of one man, which is the basis of cult. If it's not in the frame, it doesn't exist. I'm as mad as hell, but I'm not gonna take this anymore! I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I am usually... Where you been? Drunk. Wendy? <laughs> Darling? Light of my life. Oh! What is your one purpose in life? To explode, of course. I like death with sex. How about you, Casey? You like sex with death? Yeah, so fuck up and die. I'm trying to get a comfortable position, but also oh. so I'm not hunching over because my uh, I've been sleeping on the couch this weekend a lot because Wyatt's been sick, and so I like would take him up in the uh. middle of the night and sleep by him so he doesn't because he like almost Jimi Hendrix himself once Uh, (laughs) and so I would like sleep near him but I've been sleeping on the couch all weekend so my back is fucking killing me so I'm like getting my chair all locked in so I'm not hunching over like a fucking gremlin while we're recording the podcast you you need to go back in time and fix your back. Oh, that, that would, would be, be that would be delightful. I think a lot of people need to go back. I think I think every I think single human like, being in the world would take the opportunity to go back in time and do something to just fix their back. Like thirty percent, like that's the yeah. main thing of getting old. It's like, oh yeah, I would just go back if I could go back in time. I just fix my horrible body and what time has done to it and ravaged the the, the past, the slow march of time. Uh, and- no, if I go back in time, I'd date my mom. I mean, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, I, I bet you would. Oh, wait. Uh, I'm actually, oh, wait. I, I want to. <laughs> don't, please don't date your mom, people. <laughs> no, yeah. Anyway, uh, you might be wondering why we're talking about time travel and uh, dating and our moms. In, in light, in uh, light incest. Yeah. Uh, so this is the uh, Cult of Cinnamon Knowledge Incest Podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, that's, right. that's Jordan over there and I'm Levi. Hi, I am we're here. we're obviously talking about everyone's favorite romp, uh, Back to it, the Future. Dur. Let's, let's and I go, go back in time. Back, bam, bam, back bam, in time. Bam. Uh, back. Gonna go back in time. Back to the future. in time. Uh, I go back to the future. So <laughs> we uh, <laughs> shut up. So we we're done officially. We've gone. I feel like we've been doing it forever now. It's been two months. Of directors, a different director a week. I had a lot of fun with it. I'm glad we decided to kind of mix that up. We might do something similar down the road with maybe actors or something I think would be kind of fun. Uh, Do like an actor a week for a month or something. But uh, so we did, I almost said Link later again. We did Zemeckis, (laughs) um, obviously, this last week. And everyone. (laughs) Steven Spielberg's clone. I know, Steven Spielberg light, which there was a time where I would have been like, Oh no! Spielberg's got nothing on Zemeckis, but I don't know, man. Zemeckis has kind right. of gone insane. He needs to go back in time and get his filmography in order, because he. I'm just sad because he, like, Back to the Future is a banger. Fucking, you know, Forrest Gump is cool. Castaway is great. Used Cars is even great. Romance in the Stone, and then right. the greatest movie of but, all time. Uh, it's been said here, and I'll say it again: is Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I know you love that movie, and so. I don't know. So I'm down. I don't know. I was glad to watch this because it's like I hadn't watched it in a while. And it really does feel like, I don't know, his there's just something about these 80s movies, these like Amblin oh. era, because it really does feel like a, it, Spielberg really yeah. did have his fingers and everything in that era. That's why everything and feels like a Spielberg movie. Fun. Oh, but, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, right. That's why. I mean, he created a fucking era of the right. late 80s, basically, of just like. You know, that weren't his movies, but every he had his fingers in fucking George Lucas's butthole in one finger and then Robert Zemeckis <laughs> yeah. on the other. And he was puppeting them and just yeah, creating creating all of your all of your childhood memories. And maybe it's that's the reason it's so like prominent, is cause it's like it's like, you know, young adults and then children like us, we were around during this time, yeah. or at least like right right off the cusp is, you know, in the nineties, and it's like we just they're they're so imprinted, and then like these yeah. are just like the classics that like they are cla- you know, like this movie, the trilogy, the, house, the, like. tr- the the VHS trilogy. Yeah, my grandma had, my dad had. Like we watched, I watched the trilogy all the time when I was a kid, and I loved them. But I haven't watched the first one, and like it's funny because I remember it really well, but I haven't watched it in maybe a decade. And uh, nah, it's been it's been less than that, but. 
I don't sure. know. Like, I don't know. The, the first two movies to me, they're just are, like imprinted. But I kept remembering. Like I, I kept remembering. Yeah, I kept remembering stuff from the second movie and waiting for it to happen, and right. it never did. So, well, because uh, it's like it's like it the same like the same like plot basically happens in the second one, but like it's the future. So like the where I'm like where I'm like wait, what happens in the dining in the, like the diner? You know, and, well, the, like, and he the, go he know, does I'm the like, future like, bit, and then he goes like, back oh, and yeah, does like so coke and stuff yeah or pepsi or whatever yeah so it's the pepsi right. generation sir uh um, i know it really is yeah uh, Pepsi lighter what is he what did he call it pepsi i don't know pepsi crystal pepsi give me a crystal pepsi give give me a jolt pepsi or something <laughs> yeah. like, give me something without without sugar and then i said cup of coffee with sugar and i was like yeah that's great man. <laughs> uh yeah it's fun so for any because this movie it obviously is outside the realm of time but if you're under the age of 30 and for some reason have not watched it any anyway, everyone over 30 seen this movie i feel like i mean it kind of yeah kind of like well it's at least once it'd is, be weird if i met a grown adult and they're like back to the future huh what's who's in that <laughs> like <laughs> yeah right, right, right i guess that is true it like it would be interesting well i guess how about this this is what this is what we're doing for our uh zoomer audience out there everybody we love you um have you seen Rick and Morty? Because this is the <laughs> template for what Rick. And, so you know you're funny. Rick He's and not Morty even show burping where, at all. What the where, fuck is this? Yeah, he does. Well, no, but the the funny thing is, I I love what Rick and Morty did with yeah. this like this this property, and like I think I think it's the greatest like successor to to ever really happen. Like it, it's such a it's such a unique idea to come from like something that's so wholesome and then kind of yeah. like skew it. But skew it in like a really respectful way. And there's nothing thing. more wholesome than but fucking your mom. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that's anyway. and that's. But they do such a good job. It's wild how Spielberg can do that, dude. It is like, true. It's wild. Or like I, at least you know. I know. We'll like get we'll get into it a little bit more. But I'm like, huh? This is really casual yeah. sexual assault. Um, oh, oh, dude, yeah. No, I'm like Biff was like straight up a rapist. So, yeah, like, straight but up. Whatever, but whatever. Uh, you know, it's, but it's he's a goof. He's a goofball. <laughs> yeah, he's a goofball. Uh, he's the bad guy. I mean, so he's supposed to. You can be, be a goofball rough. and a rapist. It's not exclusive. <laughs> it's <laughs> not. True. It's not yeah, good. But yeah. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, so what I was trying to say is, did you write a fucking synopsis? Did I write a synopsis? <laughs> I knew you'd ask. I got like a paragraph in, so I'll you read this last time. I know. I'll read this paragraph and then you I'll coward. riff. I'll riff. Well, it's like I didn't have. I had to watch two movies last night. I watched Back to the Future quit and pro- the bonus, the bonus episode movie last night. Yeah. So I had quit, no time quit to procrastinating. I know. Yeah. Oh well, dude. Yeah, I know. Tell me about that. Well, I mean, like, I was sick all I, weekend, so I had I had time. <laughs> well, and I can't though. I really, if I watched these movies, like I barely can remember Back to the Future. I, I had last to. Night. I'm so bad at remember retaining the all the like integral i know i, I watched <laughs> uh i had a refresh today on uh evil dead rise which is our bonus yeah. which we'll we'll plug later but um right. i had a refresh because i watched that like almost two weeks ago and so i was like what <laughs> again like, <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's sorry if i watch these like on thursday the day i know like you know like right. the day i know when the movie you know anyways so let me let me explain everybody out there i'll give you like a quick little uh, rundown yeah, i'll was, read my paragraph yeah, and the then just kind of riff at the riff at the end my paragraph's basically just the inciting incident, which it always that's that's always the easiest part to talk about. <laughs> yeah. But all right. So uh, back to the future. The first the first one. Uh, a too cool for school. Marty McFly is casually enjoying his mid 80s small town life consisting of an upcoming camping trip with his high school sweetheart, trying not to get truancy and inventing with his best friend, Doc Brown, a wealthy trust fund scientist and elderly man. Marty gets to assist in Doc's wild inventions, uh, the latest being a time machine that he invented in 1955. At approximately 1.15 a.m., they meet at the Twin Pines Mall for tests. <laughs> the time machine is revealed to be a heavily modified DeLorean outfitted with a flux capacitor that can kick out some heavy power. After we find out the uh, fuel for this vehicle is plutonium that Doc had stolen from some Libyan terrorists, uh, they... they um, Coincidentally, show up, killing Doc, forcing Marty to flee in the car, sending him back in time. Whoa! So, Marty, Marty, that's that. That was my first paragraph. The second paragraph would go something like this: Marty, Marty shows up back in his hometown. It's it hasn't been developed, and he's it's all fields. And so he goes back to the town center, where kind of like the the beginning of the movie started, and a lot a lot of the movie takes place in this town center. Huh. He goes there. 
he meets his he meets his young father, his high school aged father, uh, who's just this nerdy dude who's getting bullied by Biff. And these two were shown earlier in the movie, you know, establishing that like they've had this they've had this consistent like back and forth where his father has been like a nerd and like has been bullied by Biff his whole life. And it's like, you know, he's just, and he's, re- he's really dorky. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, a chance encounter, um, with, with his dad who, what the hell is George McFly? I think or something. Yeah. George What's McFly. His name. So George McFly. McFly, the dad, he, he, he meets his mom. Who's like, whatever her name is, Lorraine, I think. Right. No. What's her name? Uh, yeah. Lorraine. Is it Lorraine? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So Lorraine, Lorraine and George, they meet because well George George is a is a <laughs> it's so funny he's a peeping tom yeah. and he falls into the middle of the road and Lorraine's dad hits him causing him to come into the house and then Lorraine just kind of she's sheltered so she falls in love with the first the first thing she sees in her room now, and she she's gets like, she's perked in I mean, cars with boys before that's that's true right 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 <laughs> she she's says. not super sheltered but but she's kind of like she's very like young and the first thing that shows up she's going to fall in love with well Instead of George getting hit by her car, it's it's Marty, our main character. He gets hit, and now they're in this like time loop where he meets his mom, and his mom falls in love with him. They go they go back and forth. There's like this really important dance where George and Lorraine are gonna are gonna meet and kiss for the first time, and that's kind of what that's what triggers it. Well, since Marty broke this thing, and it's he like goes the to paradox, Doc. and it's like yeah, where the paradox where he starts to he starts to like fade away out of existence because you know George and Lorraine didn't meet together. But anyways, he meets he meets Doc again. Now he has this like you know like I don't know. It's all kind of like that's what's cool about this movie. It's like a lot of it is it's all like main plot, but like kind of the side plot is like meeting Doc and trying to tell Doc that he's gonna die in the future. You know, and yeah, so he it's writes like him a letter, uh-huh. but. But Doc, you know, that Doc brings up the like, oh, we don't want to break this paradox. I shouldn't know too much about the future. But it's funny because he he does read the letter eventually. And then, you know, in the future, he puts a bulletproof vest on, thus saving his life. But anyways, to get Marty out of this timeline. So, so you know, Lorraine and George, they kiss, they get together. You know, Marty makes it Marty makes it work. And uh, George stands up to Biff, you know, the bully in front of Lorraine. And Rain thinks like, oh, she's smitten and loves it. And then. Marty Marty needs to get back and the, he needs to go back to the future. Oh, to, to that's go, the name of the movie. His, I know, and it's actually <laughs> such a beautiful. If you haven't seen this movie yet, I highly recommend it. Just for like, just for like, some of the reveals and the performances are so. It's wild. It's like it's so tongue in cheek, but it's like charming. Like uh, it works. Like it's amazing how well it, it works. works. And there's a couple scenes really that well. really, I'm just like. It's on it's the so edge. Hammy. I'm just like, yes, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's like it's like it's so fucking ham fisted, but like in such a charming way. Yeah. So, anyways, so he needs to go back to the future. Doc, the 1955 Doc, he he's like, oh, I you know we don't have enough power because like plutonium isn't like you know he's like an atom bomb is the biggest thing. And originally in the in the original screenplay, they use an atom bomb to get him back into the future. Oh, really? Which That's is, that which be, is hilarious. That'd be fun. Yeah. Well, they ended up doing that in fucking Indiana Jones four or whatever. Anyways, my God. Uh, So (laughs) this is why we write synopsises. I know, but it's like, I mean, this is pretty, I'm, I'm basically done. They just, they use a lightning bolt. So there's like, there's going to be, there's going to be a, a he knows with his future knowledge that right. Right. So he he has like a flyer that says like save the clock tower in the eighties. It was like, Oh, cause in, in the fifth, in 55, the clock tower got hit with lightning and, so, anyways, they use the they harness the power of the lightning. The DeLorean has to hit eighty eight miles per hour with the with the little sky hook that hits it, and right when the electricity hits, and everyone lives happily ever after. And then there's a cute little kiss at the end, where like a final joke, where they all they all come in, and it's cool because Marty changed a few things where George actually stood up to his bully. So it's kind of the roles are a little reversed where Biff now is yeah, like, now it's like alternate is, timeline shit it's where it's like his family's successful and happy. Yeah. Cause his dad like, yeah, exactly. stood up to Biff and has a spine now. Right. 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 It's like the, he gave his father confidence and now they have a healthy relationship. His mom is skinny now. Thank God. Cause she was a fat piece of shit before. And so <laughs> it's literally like they just, just slapped like a piece of makeup <laughs> on her neck. And, like, yeah. and she's just I'm like, like yeah, there's, you don't want to start drinking when, you, when you're young like me, boys. Yeah, I've never been in the back of the car. <laughs> yeah, right, 
Right. She yeah, you find out that she wasn't quite always a prude, but now she's but now they're like they they have a they have a quote unquote healthy relationship. Anyways, it's really cute because it's uh, nice. A, the DeLorean comes crashing into the house or cr- crashing into the driveway <laughs> just, and kills and, the whole family and, and not, just right in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, it's a really dark What turn. is this the Rick and uh, Morty writing room? Anyway. I, <laughs> yeah. But uh Doc Brown comes back and he says, "Come on, Marty, you got to come with me." It's about your kids, because him and his high school sweetheart, whatever her name is, that barely matters. They, but yeah, but it, it doesn't. It doesn't I mean, matter. It, well, it, apparently it's in the sequel, it's, it's his remember motivator. in the sequel, she gets like knocked out. She's oh yeah, not even, she's not even part of the sequel. Well, anyway. and they recast her. I started watching they, the sequel and I forgot they recast uh-huh. her. So anyway, they re, they recast her and she wasn't even that important. But anyways, uh, so that's it's really cute because he's like, we gotta go, we gotta go, you know, to the few. Now we need to go to the future to save your kids, you know, and so. That's cute. It's fun. And then, really, you really should watch all three because they they are basically – they work so well as a trilogy. Well, it's nice because – I mean, we've talked about this a little bit in the Godfather episode. Very very good. I'm proud of you for that. But uh, it wasn't until the Godfather that movie started using part – like part one, part two. And uh, after the Godfather, it kind of became a little bit of a gimmick. But it really works for this because it, it really does feel like a continuing story. And at the end of every movie, it sets up the plot for the next movie perfectly, like it's all tied together uh, quite well. But so I want to watch the trilogy, but I don't know. Dude, now that I so, ran out of time, I don't know if I will. I know it's tough. <laughs> I, I'm so impressed that the that the sequels and like you know and the the you know I guess it's technically it's not a prequel, but kind of the third one. But um, uh, I think they're I think they're like really well done because it's one of these things where like this movie is so tight. And it like it, it took they, they like they wrote this and rewrote this for like ten years and they shot it shows this for the, so the, long. The script for this yeah. is like you said, it's like everything is moves the plot forward. There's no And the time fluff. travel is like tight, dude, which is wild. Like you would think that there would be like glaring well, issues. It's it, it's I paradoxical, mean, it's like it's paradoxical, it is right? but yeah. that's kind of the point. Is cause it's like, like it, the paradox is what's causing him not to exist. And then essentially you find out basically by the end and also more in the second one, it's more like by going back in time, you create a new timeline, which makes more, which makes more sense. And yeah. it, you know, that's what happens at the end of this one. Anyway, he's, oh, he goes oh, back in his family. Right. Cause it, cause then there's like the evil timeline. Yeah. He goes back. He that's like, right. he fucks it up. Cause he get Biff gets the information about yeah. the almanac and gets all the rich. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. Second one's fun. God, but, that's uh, so sick dude. When he goes to the future and the jaws like comes out in the <clears> the <throat> 3d and like the shoes, the second one really is like the superior movie in my opinion, uh, just for like, the fun. I like the fun. I like the fun invention. It is. It is fun. That's my, that's what I like about my it. biggest do, qualm. I mean, the first one's tight though. Yeah, the first the first one's just so tight. I don't know. The, my biggest qualm with the second one is just the fact that, uh, it's like the '80s version of the future, but like not in a good way. Where it's yeah. like this movie, it's smart to take the present day of 1985 and like the hip '80s, bro, and take that back to the you know the atomic family of the 1955 like that's a smart move it's just like feels makes it feel really grounded and i really like the time travel stuff but it also just is like kind of just they take it like so wacky uh as a kid i really enjoyed that more but now i'm a grumpy old man so i i I still really like it but that's what i like so much about the sequel is him going back and he doesn't retcon but he's like in the 50s with himself watching himself do the events of the first movie trying to like catch biff and everything but uh, I don't know. This movie, what was that? Uh, because we both said this, like the nostalgia factor, yeah, plays like this, a huge this part. Is clearly, this is clearly not the first time. Nor, nor is this like your second or third time. You, I'm sure you've seen this movie. Well, this is one of those movies where I've seen it. I've, but I've like, I've consciously only watched this movie probably three times in my life. Like it, you know, yeah. I, it's always been like on and a fun thing. And like this first one, I really didn't it's like well they blur like we said it blurs like kind of a little bit blurs and i think that's like my childhood brain remembers all the fun colors yeah from the i I kept expecting the uh the tires to go up and then i remember and the car to fly and i remember that doesn't happen Uh until the very end of the movie and then in the second one i couldn't i couldn't remember i was like i was like does it happen at the end of this movie i was like i was like i'm pretty sure it does right but then they're getting to the end it's all happy family and shit and then i was like i'm like wait does it happen in this and then it did and i was like okay good 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 i remembered that at least 
Yeah. But, but, but even the fact that it's like we've seen this movie enough times, this movie is one yeah. of those movies that's just baked into our culture. Like, and not just film culture, which we've talked a lot of movies about, like, oh, this is in the film lexicon, you know? This movie is in, like, pop culture, period. Like, you can probably find people wearing or doing Dude, something do you know, Back to the Future no. inspired or straight up Back to the Future having dope? never watched it. It's just, like, no. influential. You, there are, so, uh, Michael J. Fox, he was, like, he was in, like, Indonesia or somewhere, some, like, really, really obscure, small place, and he was visiting a shrine and there were there were like there were like monks is what they said in the interview but there were like monks and they said marty mcfly they they knew that's they recognized that's, him as marty and mcfly that's what's hilarious because it's, it's like, like it's like that is that just is that is his character like it really did i mean this is them this is i can't think of michael j fox as any other character see, except for the frighteners the I, greatest fr- character frighteners ever. he rules know, in the frighteners that, though honestly just because, he's the know, best part about michael the frighteners no, he really is. He, dude, he like, and he really, you, I like you know, all of the, you, have you heard about that? Eric Stoltz was the original. He was supposed to be Marty, Marty McFly. And they actually shot six weeks. With oh him. yeah. I remember and, something about that. And he watch. I watched some of the footage. I'll post that on the, I'll post it. On oh the yeah. Reddit. Post that on there. There's, that sounds it. I don't think I've ever seen like, it. There's like actual, like, you know, they have like the, the raw footage of him and he brings such a different intensity to it that I actually kind of like it. But I mean, it is nowhere near as rememberable. It like totally changes everything. It like huh. it feels it like it really ch- changes the tone because he he didn't realize what I love this though. Eric Stoltz brought he he's like this is a tragedy. Your whole life is your whole life is a is fake. You just ruined your whole timeline. You just lost your whole identity of who you were. And you're timeline. literally he's ceasing. Like, like, to, there's is, like that's ex- existential exist. dread, like, man. It, like it is, for sure. Yeah, and that's what that's what's so funny is like there are two ways to make this movie. One is is like you know just like reveling in how just depressing <laughs> just, it is to lose yourself. Robert and then, Zemeckis just, is like Eric, to Eric kiss Eric. your mom. So it's right. you know it's heavy, but like it's heavy, like it's light, but it's, it's heavy. heavy. And he's like, no, right, dude, it right. it's seriously is heavy. And he's like, <laughs> he's well, like, all right, bud. <laughs> they literally they like they butt heads the whole time. Oh, and yeah. like Michael J. Fox was tied up in that uh that television show that he was on, whatever it's called, I don't know, Dire Straits or whatever, and. uh so he like Michael J. Fox couldn't do this. I, you've probably heard a little bit about this, but like he would literally shoot like Family Ties or whatever the uh, fuck movie, <laughs> the TV show yeah, is. Yeah, what yeah. was the TV show? I no, I don't uh, know. He was yeah. He was he would shoot the TV show during the day, and then he would shoot he would shoot this movie during the night. Oh, okay. And so there were yeah, there were like something like and that makes sense. Why he's got he's like, got such dark eyes. He yeah, just looks yeah. tired, but I'm like he's a demon. But he, dude. But he, but he brings so much energy to. He's got to get like, energy. I, he really, he really is. It's like funny to watch Eric Stoltz play the character, and then to watch Michael J. Fox, and it's like I'm just like I'm like they made a really good choice by recasting him because yeah. it would have been yeah, a put completely that, different movie. Put that on the Reddit. I'd like to see that because uh, honestly, though, yeah, my, Michael J. Fox uh, crushes it. He's just so like light. He's the perfect every boy, every boy America, right. and then obviously the fucking Christopher Lloyd is the. Is Doc Brown is just he the plays, best. Like he he's just the most iconic mad guy. scientist, and that's why right. that's so in baked in to our culture. Why is why is Doc Brown chicken though at the at Universal Studios? <laughs> why, why at the like at the amusement what? park? Why is it Doc Brown's chicken? That's what. What the you, fuck you know, are you talking you about? About this? No, I'm. I've never been it, to the Universal Studios. Oh, dude, I've been to Universal Studios countless times. So like, eat my, have, eat like, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't be poor. So, uh, <laughs> I know. No, we, uh, no, yeah. Um, but like when we when we used to go, it's that is like one of the restaurants is Doc Brown's Chicken, and I <laughs> maybe I maybe because they cook it in gigawatts or something. I have no idea why. It's it's, why it's cooked with light, the power of lightning. Cool. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fun. But, but, uh, but anyways, I, I don't really, know. Like, that's what you're saying. It's like it's baked into pop culture. Like, it is. They it are they are Brown. like an amusement park. Like they, you know, because it's like uh, I didn't even realize. I always thought because like obviously. You're saying like Rick and Morty and stuff, and it's like, yeah. it they Rick and Morty has become its own thing entirely. But it's like I didn't even realize really because Doc Brown's such the more strong personality, and then but Marty is the kind of like he is kind of like bumbling, like, oh geez, Doc, this is heavy, you know. It's like oh, he yeah. literally says like oh geez, 
and, well, and uh, he like bumps his head all the time on the uh, DeLorean, and he's got he is he brings like a an elastic I, kind of slap. What I forgot about uh, watching it this time, I forgot more how of like because he just seemed like a blank slate in my memory. But watching it this time, I'm like, oh, he's like a musician. I forgot about that. Like he uh, he has like these aspirations, and it's like I always knew he was a musician because he shreds that guitar at the end. But I'm like, oh yeah, that's like his passion. I forgot he like goes up in front of the stage at the well, beginning. And- I forgot that. The, honestly, I was gonna say this movie. This movie is, if you out there in podcast land, if you have never seen this movie, this you know spoilers ahead. Obviously, <laughs> clearly that's that's what we do. But it's very it's very like odd. The beginning is kind of dumb. Where I, it just I, it's it dumb, but I like I like you, how. I, precise it is like with it, the with the camera and everything it's just well, like and, oh yeah he's got his shoes and his no, skateboard bumps the thing and it's like and plutonium it's really, <laughs> plutonium and it's really cute it's really cute i love all the close-ups of him flicking on the flicking on the things and you because you, you're going to see this movie you already know that there's like machinery a time machine or some sort of contraptions you 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 get that just from like well, you know, just when you watch the opening, well, there's like even all then, that, like Wallace and Gromit. I feel shit, like we'd like, be all the machines. Well, yeah, very Wallace he, and Gromit. Yeah, I just, yeah, I love it. But then he flips on all the shit. But then he like plays the guitar and it blows him back in yeah. that speaker. It's such a like dumb gag, but like it's it's charming. It's cute. I this I movie's that full like, of shit it, like that though. That, of just kind of right, like right. Uh, it it would be kind of dumb just if for, it didn't for no if it didn't work. Like it could have easily not yeah. worked and been yeah. like eye rolling, but like. I think it's Michael J. Fox, though, dude. One hundred. It's a huge he, part of it. He's he carries a huge... it one hundred percent, dude. When he comes out from the pile of like rubble and clothes, and he's just like, "Whoa, rock and roll!" Like yeah. it's so cute. I'm like, "Oh my god!" It is cute. It's so uh, funny. I, yeah. I would. Uh, yeah, I'd d- date my son, Michael J. Fox, in the back. <laughs> yeah, uh, can we? So all the weird. Uh, Crispin Glover being a weirdo. Dude, and okay, we haven't even gotten to my, my boy. I, I love Crispin Glover so much, and dude. He's, I know. You have a weird thing with Crispin I, Glover in it. But he is, I love him. Well, what was the last movie we were talking about? We were talking about Crispin Glover. Because we, we brought it up uh, a little while back. And we <laughs> you went on like a huge Crispin Glover I, rant. Hold I on. Let me, I, I'm looking at his filmography. Oh, I you always, know what? I, I, think know, it was, I think it was Dead Man. Was he in Dead Man? Oh, yeah. he is in Dead Man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, Dead Man's so good. No, it's because it's because he's last like, time you posted that that clown thing or whatever, you oh, posted. Did he make I know clowny clown clown dude. You posted so that on good. the Reddit when we did Dead Man. Oh, can can everybody out there please go watch Clowny Clown Clown? I didn't know he made. No, that doesn't even make sense. I hear. Sorry, I'm looking at Chris McGlover's work right now, and I gotta know he was he was an actor in a movie called Mister Nice. Which is one of his characters, and so this is this is what I love about him. Crispin Glover is like, he's one of those. He he kind of did like a Walking Phoenix style, or he did like a, he did like not. It's like Kafka or whatever. Like, yeah. Who was that? Charlie Kafka yeah. or whatever. The dude who kind of goes and just does weird characters and like, he's not. It's not even like meta. He just like he just commits to a bit so so deeply that like you're like okay, <coughs> is it art is it he does is it just commit to it funery and so i just i don't know that's the it's just crispin glover is just like a fun dude i because i feel like when i when i lived in la it's like i just watched interviews with him old like letterman interviews and just like late night late <laughs> just, night interviews. you just just hammered watching he, crispin glover interviews oh, one, and, dude 100 like, percent, and like clowny clown clown and like just if you watch clowny clown clown you'll completely understand like what lives inside I, my heart like, this, it's, him in this it's, movie I always like I want to bully him too you know and I'm not like pro bully <laughs> yeah, or anything but I'm like I want to get got a bully I want to get a kick in on the kick me sign on his back like for sure like I get it uh he's the way he's the worst but Dude, uh, was, no, he plays it he no, plays it really well but it's he, perfect he like he's that, it, he again he's the good. charming annoying well, but he's, I don't know. He's almost kind of like manic too, a little bit, yeah. right? Like he's right on the cusp. He's like boiling, well, almost. But and that's like where the punch. Watching comes him, in, like, watching the it. punch come, like that scene fucking rules, man. Like, yeah, watching yeah. him have that change of being like this sniveling, bubble, bumbling, spastic coward to like finding like you know his yeah like his spine and like the whole the music, the fucking uh, the John Williams score or whatever. Yeah. Is it John Williams? I gotta look. No, I feel like I, it, I feel like I, full. I, it I sounds really like it. I think, but I think it got. I think it got chopped down a lot. Yeah, but he's, he's, he does like the slow clench of the fist and just like, uh, it's it's a good moment. That's 
one of my favorite moments, probably. But uh, yeah, this that's, uh, yeah, that, that's he, solid. I actually like when he plays the guitar a lot. I, think I, like, I like that too. You know what? Uh, you know what I caught on this viewing that I never really noticed before. That the biggest standout to me, and I didn't realize it till the end of the movie though, because it's I, I should have noticed at the beginning, but at the end of the movie when he comes back from the past, his girlfriend looks fucking exactly like his mom from the fifties. <laughs> which just adds a whole other layer. Like she's got the same hairdo oh, and everything. I could see that. And yeah, adds a whole other it, layer well, actually, to like yeah, his, yeah. the weird incest stuff. Cause he's like, uh, <laughs> she's all into him and it's super creepy, but then he's also like, Oh man, I got to put the moves on my mom so that I got to like force myself onto my mom so that George can come and fo- pull me off. He's like, you know how you got to do one of those things you don't want to do. And all that. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, uh, but then he goes back, to his timeline and his girlfriend shows up. She's like, Oh, Marty. And I'm like, Oh, it's just his fucking mom again. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's complex or something. He's just uh, like, Oh, definitely. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. That's the one thing in this movie. It's like, I like it and I think it's funny, but I did get sick of the, Oh, his mom's horny for him jokes. Like there was just like, after a while, I'm like, I get it. I get it. You know, I get it. Yeah. I know. And it's like, it's like, I think it's I think it's hard though because it's like the first time you'd ever see this, you would kind of be like, "Oh, what the fuck? Like, why is it like you know her mom? Like his mom was so like prudish and like so so like close minded, and then it's like you have her here and she's like drinking, smoking, and she's like, you sound like my mom. Like she's like she's being like an average teen. Well, we you know? she's we like, talked. Uh, so I we, do I do like that, but I understand. Yeah, it, is, it kind of gets. It's like I do like I love when she calls him like, dreamboat. She's so what a dreamboat. Dream I know what a dream that's my preferred. Uh, yep. language as well uh, but you said like one of the best things to come uh from this movie of like the built on it is like rick and morty and i'd agree but you know what the best thing is for me is the futurama episode where he goes oh, no. back and, ba- and bangs his and, grandma <laughs> and he, yeah and he becomes his own grandpa and he's like uh I, I figured it out <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, yeah. no, he didn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, fry, fry, you idiot! Look again. Is, he looks back, and she's like yeah. sewing it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's like that's the that's like the genius thing about it is like it is it's wrapped in such like it's like it is it's incest, and that's and that's like part of the joke. And then I like it's like when they kiss, she's like, oh, it's like kissing my brother, and so it's just like that's funny. I love that Walt, like I had Disney when when it was like shopped over there, and like they read the script. They were just like they were like this cannot sell. There's no way we could have this movie because of the implications. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Go back in time because yeah, I forgot. I did forget how like kind of horny this movie is in general. Uh, I mean, yeah, he wakes up. He wakes up naked in bed, which is or not naked, but uh, pantsed. And it was like the funniest. I like watching this. I was like, wait, why did he need his pants off? <laughs> She's like, your pants are over there. And I'm like, on my I'm hope like, chest. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like oh, I'm like, I'm like. Did they they took him in, left his shirt on and everything, but took his pants off? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a her, custom? She had to <laughs> she had to like, check his for scrapes. Oh, he was he was peeping in the tree for scrapes. Just yeah, kid. dude, I don't I don't know why his pants are off. I love that. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, it it makes it makes for a, a comedic bit. It was pretty funny. I that's the thing though. I forgot how funny this movie was. Like it's goo. That's the thing. It's goofy, and it's kind of silly. You know, like. It's just uh, like super, like borderline slapstick sometimes with like the reactions and stuff, but uh, it really works. But I always forget about that. Like I always feel like in my in my mind, from last time I watched it, I'm like, oh, this is much more of like an adventure romp, which it is, but it's not like I, I associated it with something more like Indiana Jones or something. But but Indiana Jones it has its light moments, but it's much more of a straightforward adventure movie. It- and this yeah. movie is definitely like sci-fi adventure comedy. Like this movie's funny on purpose. Know, it's got would, jokes. You I know what almost, I mean? I would almost say it's like yeah, comedy first. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, out of out of like, anything. But what, like, and I think that's what kind of what nailed it. Because even though the comedy is like yeah. it's whatever, it's kind of just like it's uh, it's not like the highbrow, very co- clever comedy. Uh, but it's it's good. But it's simple. But I think that's kind of what helped it skyrocket because it's like. This fun sci-fi story, uh, that's like the, also this adventure that's got like that Spielbergian vibe, but I think if Spielberg had done it, it would have been much more of like a more of a serious, straightforward thing. 
I think it brought sort of a slapstick kind of comedy vibe to it. Uh, they, I don't know. They really worked, and I felt like it laid the ground for uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, the greatest movie of all time. It came after this. <laughs> right, which is which I was surprised, but I'm and Christopher Lloyd plays like the perfect menacing character in that because oh, he he brings some like levity to it, but then when he wants to get like well, that's the thing, know, it's he like needs to be creepy. Roger like, Rabbit gets, is also creepy. fucking hilarious, but it's a perfect blend of like the darkest noir mixed with like literally with, cartoon comedy with, with yeah the like, two polar opposites of coming together to make the perfect dream. Anyway, this isn't the Who Framed Roger Rabbit episode no, unless you, unless you, you could, want it to be. Well, and you could go listen to that. <laughs> we right? did. We did do that. We one, did. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I was like, I'm pretty. I'm, if I we didn't, about it, but if we, we didn't do that one, it would have definitely been on the fucking poll. But we've already done it. I, swear I almost put it on. I almost put it on it. the poll again. Oh shit. We did. We, we definitely didn't did. do it. Yes, we did. We hundred percent did it. Okay. Then we. You talk, think? Yeah, we you think I'm it. gonna go three years of doing this film podcast with you and not <laughs> do Who Framed Roger Rabbit? I know. Yeah. You know how long I had to wait for There Will Be Blood to come around? <laughs> I know, yeah. The, the master. I'd I wait like almost three I years know. for the master. There's been some bangers uh, this year, though, man. We've, uh, I yeah. Thanks everybody. You guys have been really yeah helping out. out and like voting and you know really steering us in the right direction. I appreciate yeah. that. Uh, but uh, yeah. I don't know, man. This uh, I wish there were. More. We talked a little bit about this movie briefly back like two years ago. We did a time travel month, and we didn't watch this movie though because I th- I didn't I knew it would win any poll I put it on. And lo right. and behold, we're doing it now, and it won the poll. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, go figure. But um, I talked about it then. I wish there were more time, good time travel movies, man. And so yeah. this, honestly, we talked about it a little bit last week. I'm glad we watched this, not only because it's just joyful and fun and just, like, entertaining as fuck, but it primes me up for next month when we're doing sci-fi movies because it's like, I'm ready, and... There's fucking time travel movies on the poll next week that didn't win, but <laughs> no, right. But they still, uh, but still they get prominently featured because sci-fi sci-fi, like it lives in this realm. And that's, what's so great is like, it's funny. This is, this is like time travel. Like it's time travel. Like the time machine is time travel where they build, yeah. they build a, a object that you can get into and it takes you to a time. Uh, other time travel can like, where you like get sucked into a void or like suck, well, you're sucked into time like, is dimension. a high concept. It, it's uh, hard thing. to like, yeah. But, but that's why it's like they boil it down to this fucking. I think that's what this movie's so good is because not only the time travel concept, like obviously from the time machine, like you said, uh, is very kind of like straightforward in that way. But it's like so many things about this movie are just boiled down to the most basic frame and made perfect the way they are but like so simple there's no fat including on the time travel shit it's like but it's super easily accessible digestible it's not some crazy it's not primer you know what i mean like some crazy like weird yeah that's like the completely opposite end of the time travel spectrum but like um it's like they boil it down there's like yeah you tell you boom time bam like, don't worry about it. Oh, right. it's a paradox. And I think, and I think, that's the that's the plot. Yeah. That's I think the plot. That, is the paradox. That's my that's my one thing with time time travel movies is sometimes when you try to explain it too much, you over explain it, and that's yeah. where I feel like time crimes kind of gets caught up in itself, where yeah. it really is kind of trying to explain its well, rules and how it's I'll like. Go back know, and listen to our time itself. crimes episode. I know, but yeah. I, I said well, it there, yeah. and I'll say it again. Triangles better. Um. <laughs> right, and see, and that's yeah, and that's kind of I, but I like that because that also changes the whole time. Kind of like I just watched Coherence, uh, Coherence recently, and that like doesn't, it's it's more time travel where it's like different see, universes get created every time, and they're like infinite, you right? Know, infinite timelines basically. And so go watch. This just keeps it simple. It's I, great. It didn't win the poll, but speaking of time, a great time travel movie, and it's got your main man, Ethan Hawke. And Sarah Snook from Succession is also in it. And she's great. Uh, I put it on the poll, and it didn't win, though. Is Predestination, though? Find a chance to watch that, because I, I don't know if it'll yeah. win the poll ever, unless we do time travel again, but even so. Uh, that movie has got, like, a similar cyclical time travel vibe, but it's fucking cool, too. I don't know. Time travel movies are just fucking... I like. I even liked Looper, 
despite all it. its issues with the time. Yeah. But that that is a perfect example of like they tried to make it simple and tried to be like, yeah, just don't think about it. You know what I mean? Time travel. They literally are like, the more you oh, think I about have... it, it hurts your brain. Uh huh. Right. I've seen I've seen predestination. Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. I was like, cool. God, it sounds so familiar. It's the I don't I don't remember anything about it, so I'm gonna have to, I'll have to see it again. That's uh, kind of the thing with time travel movies is like getting you can get bogged down in the weeds and kind of forget where this. Well, that's why I'm like, it's super last. That's and then comedy fun, comedy fun romp. Well, that's you know, why I think the first, first one works the best is because it's so it's the time travel element is so straightforward. Like I said, they boiled it down. It's not like the second one is way more complex of like going to the future and then old Biff gets back and goes back to the 50s, gives his old previous self the almanac. He creates an alternate version like it's way more, like it's still yeah, well true. made. But this one is just like time machine goes to the past fucks up his fucks up his past creates a paradox which then becomes his motivator you know what i mean to like uh to like get him like that's like the main crisis which i do wish they would have like focused on it a little bit more they like a little less incest jokes and more being like i'm literally getting like what is this paradox like i don't know i feel like they could have played with that because i i want to see that in more movies of like this idea of like it can't be, but I guess that's then you get Eric Stoltz just being like the dread of not existing or whatever. You know? <laughs> I know you really, yeah. Like, like I'm literally fading from existence. Like, <laughs> yeah. My only my only friend is this elderly man. I like I like that. I like that, home. but I also see why they're just like let's put the let's put the existential dread just in the background and him just have the yeah. photo, and it's more like a right. physical that, like yeah. it's a perfect. For the film medium too, it's just like a perfect little vehicle. It's like, look, checking in on the on the on the picture. Look, your brother's disappearing. It's we got a ticking clock with your existence. We got a ticking clock with the fucking lightning to get you back to the future. Like, it's just everything points to everything else, which yeah, that's is great. such yeah, a the good little, the little structure. Too. Uh, so it makes sense that they spent so long putting it together because it's screenwriting is great and it's like. It's shot super well, and the effects are, uh, you know, they're dated by today's standards a little bit, but even then, like, some of them are pretty dope. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, I think the biggest one, the biggest one is the tires. That that always bothered me um, because I kind of feel like, I feel like you could have just had them, you could have just done it practical, and they could have just been standing to the side, and it still would have been just as effective, and probably more effective, in my opinion. Yeah. But... That's the vision that they wanted to do, and it really doesn't take you out of the movie at all. Now, it visually, so, that's the thing. It's like in yeah. your brain because I know I, I noticed that like the composite is kind of rough. <sighs> yeah, um, like, and it just like doesn't need. It just seemed so unnecessary. It felt I felt like they were doing it because at the time they were like we're at cutting edge, and that's kind of what Spielberg's whole team and whole vibe and his yeah. whole tent. Well, and that's is, you know, and it's true trying, that it is, that. but more importantly. What's more important, like, they took a little hit on the way that the, the effects look, but the image of, like, the symmetry of, like, the two of them standing, it's, like, so iconic that it's just, yeah. like, that's ingrained in your brain, and in your memory, it's perfect. Uh, not now, True. because I literally went over it frame <laughs> yeah. by frame trying to find a good screenshot for yeah. the YouTube video, and so I was, like, now <laughs> the how the composition is really ingrained in my brain. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. Oh, so I didn't tell you. Uh, I just remembered it. I'm like, so my viewing experience this uh, watching it this weekend oh, was not yeah. good. Yeah, you had, yeah, you with your, like, so <laughs> your cholera. I watched it. I was really sick this weekend. I had, like, the flu, but I'm, like, I'm fine now. It's super fast, but it was super brutal. And so I started it. I watched it in three chunks. I started it in the morning. Uh, I got, like, a, a ways, you know, just to the inciting instant, he went to the past. Then I later I was feeling really sick and I was trying to be quiet. So I was actually watching it on the Plex on my phone with headphones on my phone. <laughs> and I yeah. watched it for like 20 minutes and I ran to the bathroom and was fucking puking so hard in the bathroom. But like literally watching Back to the Future on my phone still <laughs> like it was on the ground next to the toilet. <laughs> And I'm like, oh God! I'm like, I gotta pause I really, this. I can't I really, pause it. I assume, all. I assume you had the most unique viewing experience of this movie. I was just hurling of anyone so ever. hard, and it was just literally my phone was just on the ground next to the toilet, and he's just like, Mom, no, <laughs> you're my mommy, and I'm like, oh. 
Uh, and then I, I couldn't watch <laughs> well, it because I was so sick, and then I finished it the next day. But spe- speaking speaking of vomiting, do we have any beautiful word vomit from our oh. lovely uh, redditor? Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> Dude, that sucks that you're <laughs> sick, but but, but I was like, I never imagery. watch, I never watch shit on my phone. I'm just like, I literally was watching yeah. Back to the Future as I threw my neck out puking hard. Um, so anyway, well, so what a delight. At least we weren't watching anything well, gross. I know. I oh, know. Thank God. Uh, so let's see. What do we got? Uh, a couple. So on the Reddit, uh, Live Strong Bellwa says cinematic perfection. Period. Uh, really, like, see, that's the thing. It's like, it's not my favorite movie ever. It's it's like no. light. Uh, you know, it doesn't change me, but it is pretty close to perfect. Like, it is really, just really tight, man. So, um, let's see what else we got. Most of them, the rest are me and one other person. So, uh, Clones of People 2 says, God, I love this movie. I've seen this countless times through the years. It's one of my earliest film memories, watching it with my family on Christmas Day when I was maybe seven. I saw it in the cinema on its 25th anniversary release. This was my first watch in a few years. This is held up so well, and the pacing and script is so tight, not a second of screen time is wasted. Full of humor, action, and excitement, it's so easy to watch and feels timeless. I love that it's so lighthearted and not taking itself seriously. The amount of product placement is hilarious, only to be upped by the sequel. Uh, Speaking of sequels, I love both of them, even the probably slightly less good third. Overall, this is one of the greatest films ever made, and neither of you buttheads on the podcast better say anything different. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. No, I mean, we, we're like, we this like, is one of those, like, to be I, to be a total contrarian, you, I think the third's the best one. But but, but it's because we we're, we like the third. I haven't seen the third like, in so long. Right. Because same. I can't watch the third without watching all of them, and I don't have time to watch and, the whole Back to the Future. I, I do, but I just, I suck, yeah. but... It's one of those things where it's like I I've never watched the third one without watching the all three. You, you have to. It's part so three. It's I've not even seen... Back to the Future three. It's part three. <laughs> no, part three. And I've only seen it. I've only seen Back to the Future three twice. Yeah, probably. So same. I like, but but I just I love the imagery and I love I love that it like it's I love the not as good predicament as it's not as tight as the first one and not as fun as the sure. second one. But Jordan and I right. we just. We're rock hard I, for the for westerns. I so. love I love westerns, and I love that like I love the 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 uh, limitations that they that are placed upon them every every time. Yeah, and so it's like a train. You gotta get a train to get them back, yeah. and it's like that's so fucking sick that it's like it's all it's fun, like, man. That you know, and it like it like, and it's just it's fun to have like I like the choreography of being on a train and like she's falling off and like they're trying to like I just I like the ancestry element because like, I always think that. Yeah, I, I think the future is so right. uh, in time travel movies. I think the going to the future is so in, unpredictable that it's interesting if done right. But yeah. that's my only qualm with the second one. So I always think going back in the past is like a better idea. And yeah, so I'm like, yourself, if you can family, a time travel fun, movie that like, goes back to the old west, it's like how you do it. And uh, fun, well, just and a like, fun Easter egg that reminds me, uh, Hunt Showdown, like one of my favorite video games. You know. There's um, a lot of Easter eggs, but there's a barn you can find in it that has the has, cl- has the DeLorean the, uh, over, covered with a claw. Like it's like the shape of the DeLorean it, underneath yeah, that. Uh, right, like right, a, right, right, right. Yeah, a it's tarp total, or whatever. That's a, that's a really cool Easter egg. It's fun. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I wanted to say clones are people too. Um, thank you for posting. You yes. you jogged my memory. The this is this is one of my my most my most like memorable and just enjoyable film watching or theater excuse me theater experiences the in like 2013 i think or 2012 they they showed these at the egyptian theater in la and they showed all three of them back to back and so i stayed up and watched all three and then went to work at like 4 a.m so it was like it ended at like three and i walked from the theater to my work and worked and it's like just watched all three of these together and it it was it was a great time and like that just that I'm like, oh, man, that was like and that was the first time I saw all three together. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like I've never saw the third one until then. And then I saw all three and I was like, holy shit, I love the third one. And then I did that again. Well, this like is five or six years later. And so it's like I haven't seen the third one in so long. But I just yeah, I got I need to now I got to watch them all. I know. Like, I, I, haven't, gotta, yeah. I haven't seen the third one since high school, probably. Uh, but man, dude. I don't know. This is when this is a movie 
that is like, I wish, and I don't want to be one of those guys that's like, they don't make them like they used to make, you know what I mean? But this is like a popular, a big popular movie that I feel like, and you'll tell me in a money minute in a minute, was always big and popular. But like, you... Like, if you don't like this movie, you're just an asshole because it's like, it's kind of, it's it's one of those things that it's just like, yeah, if it's not up your alley, but it's still likable. And you're probably like, yeah, that's the worst you could say about it is like, yeah, it's fine. It's not really for me. I only like, you know, uh, French art house films from the sixties or whatever. Like, I'm just like a pretentious film guy or whatever. But like, this is just one of those movies that's just like, anyone can watch it and it's fun for everyone. All ages, like some jokes fly over your head, but it's so fun as a kid. Like obviously, I didn't always understand all the the rape that that, that it's so light in this <laughs> oh, movie. <laughs> no, isn't that? It is kind of wild though. Like watching this time, I'm like, I'm like, God, Biff's like really got those. Like, He's like, you know, you hands, want it now. No, walk off. He's like, get out of yeah. here. And she's like, help and me. I, oh my God, help no, me. I'm I like, know Jesus. that. Like the, like the over. Yeah, when she like looked over her dress and she's like, help me. <laughs> I know it's intense. And you know is like his buddies are like his buddies have like watched him and the like, overt racism too. Like he call I forget oh, what he calls well, that guy, yeah, but I was just right. like I was like, uh, oh goddamn, like. And but then it's like, oh wait, hold on, guys, we don't want to res- mess with any reefer addicts. <laughs> just oh, like they all yeah. step out oh, of the yeah, car, it's right. just all the weed smoke. Uh, yeah, it's, it's like get out of here. <laughs> but uh, I don't know this movie. But that's the thing. It, these all these very serious things. It does such a good job of being because it's like yeah there's like creepy he's like a peeping tom and it's super creepy and then it's just like biff is like a sexual assaulter there's racism there's the existential dread of time travel but it's it's all there but it's played and it's but that's the thing it doesn't feel downgraded either just in that universe like the stakes still feel there like obviously we know as the audience biff's a piece of shit and then he gets what's coming to him he gets knocked out and then like he has the shitty life uh, and is all subservient and waxing, waxing uh, George McFly's car at the end and everything. And it's like you know that's some justice, I guess. Uh, but it's just I like, know, but but even then, it's kind of like not. I don't know. I mean, no, it's uh, not. But sure. like, but, uh, yeah, but, but in like, the in this universe, it's just like it's they knew they planted these things of seeds to have stakes, but they knew not to dwell in it, lest they lose the the entertainment and fun. Like they chose entertainment and fun first and usually something's lost in that process where it's like oh you're ignoring these other things but it still well, somehow works they, really so well they set yeah. the they set the precedent for what a pg-13 movie is that like spielberg and his his well, this isn't this isn't pg-13 oh well whatever it's still it 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 to the today's standard, it feels like it but it's it, like it does almost feel oh like this is PG. this is pg my god this is definitely so it's like yeah, I mean, I would, I would, I would just like. It's funny though how that works because there's quite a know, few. They, I'm pretty they, sure he says shit say, a couple like times. They say shit. They say shit yeah. a lot in this. Yeah, but it's like done. It's done really fast with action. I know. So we I always know, like, we always say it's like as different. Outlaw Josie but, Wells has got tits in it, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah, right, right. There's like rape in that movie, and that's yeah. PG. So it's like, but anyway, so I'm just saying PG-13 because that is. Oh yeah, as a culture, like, rape was PG they, back in the day. Just kidding. Commentary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, sadly, right. yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> Sad, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 right. So I mean, there definitely was a... a do <laughs> you have a money minute? Uh, I do, yeah. I'm, curi- um, I'm curious. This, uh, I've, yeah, been, this I've been holding was, off. This film was kind of built to be successful. <laughs> yeah. But, but it was built to be successful, but it actually was, like... There were so many little details. I'll, if you go to if you go to r slash uh, cold knowledge, I'll post this thing that I watched that kind of explained it a little bit. And it does it does a great job at like kind of there's like a few little tiny pieces, like especially getting you know Michael J. Fox. He was like a big titular moment, but then a lot of like little script changes. Those really came into play, and shooting on set or like on a on like they shot like on the back lot of universal and so it's like they uh saved a lot of money that way mm. but this was this movie was very it like it was very like built to be successful but with a lot of like stake and a lot of, of like if it didn't make them money back it robert zemeckis 
w- probably wouldn't have the career that he does now. Mm-hmm. You know, wouldn't have had the trajectory that he does now. And uh, this this well was did the then he, he doesn't have a career now. He... Sure, sure, but I mean, this I mean, gave him this gave him like yeah. 10, 10 movies after. I mean, he's still were, making you know. movies, but he made the worst movie of twenty twenty two. Anyway. <laughs> Sure, sure. That's what I'm saying. It's like, but anyways, this this movie kept him to so he could still make movies today, and even if they're shitty or not, that's you know yeah. that's probably true because I don't even know the latest movie he's made. But my Pino- God, it's Pinocchio this, it was awful. Oh yeah, he did that. Oh, that's yeah, that's rough. That was <laughs> it's terrible. I watched. I it forgot anyways. we talked about that. It's like Tom Hanks, the COVID, the COVID brain of Tom <laughs> oh, yeah, Hanks. COVID <laughs> what, yeah, whatever. Like, did God, the pockets in his brain. Right. So what was the money? Out. Tell me. Sorry, <laughs> Geppetto, yes. It cost him 19 million to make this, and okay. they were like, they went over budget because I think it was supposed to be like 14 or 15. Okay. And then they like, and they had to get, you no, know, and one of my favorite like little trivia tidbits, they, uh, California Raisins gave them like, you know, a hundred and two hundred thousand dollars to really prominently promote raisins in this in this movie, and they did nothing. I was of the I was just about to they say, there's no, promote. I don't remember any raisins. They didn't promote raisins at all, and so like they got like in a lawsuit. And it was a whole funny thing, but that's anyways, hilarious. It's like, and they just yeah, they were kind of just like ah, oh, fuck you guys, like what are you California raisins? But uh, it was 19 mil, and then it box office 383 million. Dude, we were really going to movies. 383 million. million. Ooh, boy, we were, we were really seeing that's, movies. That's dude. big, bud. That is fucking huge, yeah, and it took them from from rapping on like getting everything in the can. Like that's sh- that's big. From, that's pretty big now. That's but that's that's, big now. that's massive. Nineteen eighty five, dude. That's yeah, huge. dude. That's huge. But that's I mean, we were we, we were seeing movies, man. That's all. Like, yeah, from like yeah, like eighty five to like two thousand one, we were just seeing well, movies. That's the thing too. Everyone that's was. why this movie made almost four hundred million dollars in the eighties, but. Everyone I know that's ever watched it watched it repeatedly on VHS, man. On and it's VHS. like so. I'm sure this. I'm sure this has made billions. So of much, dollars so on, much money. On, um, before I forget, yet. I didn't respond to it on the actual Reddit yet. Uh, but clones of people too also mentioned. He said, "Did you know that Huey Lewis is the judge that tells Marty yeah. that the band is too loud?" Uh, that's fun because I didn't even yeah. realize you who uh, Huey Lewis in the news was like la- one of the last times I watched this. And so this time right. I was like, oh, Huey Lewis in the news, nice. And then I'm like, oh, he's got that sports poster in his room, fun. And then yeah. hearing that 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 he's the guy at the beginning, he's I'm like, judge. oh, that's awesome. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This, uh, yeah. It's fun. That's no, it's cool. And it's uh, some other fun musical trivia. I just got I – have, I have a few Oh, yeah, you got your, your tidbits. The, the, my little tidbits here. That Huey Lewis in the news, and then he wrote, he wrote two original songs for this movie. And then uh, Eddie Van Halen wrote an original piece for this movie. Because Van Halen, they weren't allowed to use Van Halen. You know, on the the tape cassette when he puts it in, to, oh, yeah. and he plays it for his dad. You know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, he's he's from Darth Vader, all that shit. Um, they uh, the Eddie Van Halen was like, well, you can use my name, and I'll write a song for you because they couldn't get the licensing to any Van Halen music. Oh, that any makes Van Halen. Oh, that's cool songs. though. And so, it's kind of fun that he did that. And like, there's another one thing where like. Michael J. Fox didn't learn to really play guitar, but he learned how to like fake it really well. Like he learned some chords, and he learned. How I to, could like, tell he wasn't playing it, but I'm like, it looked good, and he and it he put, good. he put himself into it because that's the that's oh, totally, the big, yeah. like he's he fun it. and he's the whole movie. But that the uh, guitar playing bit at the end when he like loses it in the music, and is like just absolutely shredding and crawling on the ground like the fucking Clash. I'm surprised he didn't break the guitar yeah. or anything. But uh, I know, right, right. it's uh, but yeah. I'm like that's that, I don't know. He really put it into that. I don't know. He put in the work. It's fun. <laughs> oh, dude, he did. Yeah, Michael J. Fox brought so much good energy, um, dude. And I like, man, I love it. But dude, do you know what's funny? Uh, the remember how we thought there was gonna be an, a fourth movie? Yeah. There's a there's a fan made trailer that's like really fucking good for it, a minute. Free, for a minute it, until you realize it, that the Delorean it, scenes yeah, are from like, Ready Player One. Uh huh. Right, right. But right. it had me until then, right. and then I was like, yeah. oh, <laughs> yeah. But like uh, apparently, Robert Zemeckis holds so fucking tight to this sh- this movie. Yeah, he has so much rights to it. Like he won't ever let it be remade or rebooted. Yeah, that's what I and told so- Gat. Actually, Gat was talking. I talked to him today, uh, my brother, and he was like, "I'm surprised this movie hasn't been remade." And I was like, "Oh, it's because Zemeckis is like yeah. 
going to take it to the grave with him. <laughs> which which is, it's actually kind of like a breath of fresh air because he, he could make a fourth one technically, but it would like, I, I just, I don't know. I'd I mean, love to see I, a I fourth one, but you couldn't do it, it with, with Michael J. Fox's health I and think, how no, Doc Brown is. right, of course. And you couldn't do it with anyone else. And so it's just like, at this point, just it, let it be what yeah. it is, man. Like, I think the time passed. I think what Ready Player One did was like the best thing you could get out of it. Even yeah. though Ready Player One was a sloppy mess. Yeah. But I think that's like the best thing you can do is kind of that. And then in like five years when AI takes over everything, then you could really make a pretty good. I know they'll just deep good, fake like, the whole thing and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Uh, I mean, give me, yeah, but, give me a spinoff or something. I don't care. Right. That'd be kind of fun. Like a mini series. Like, it'd be fun to have like, like Doc not, Brown not the same characters. Days, like, really? Yeah. Young yeah. Sheldon. <laughs> His early other his other inventions that like just didn't work. Yeah. Well, I love I love that he's got that like when he when you first meet Doc in 1955 and he's got the helmet on uh, to read time or to read like whatever read mind. read his mind. Yeah. And, like he kind of got close on some of them. I was like, hell yeah, Doc. Dude, he's fine. got uh, got those inventions. I'm assuming because usually you're badgering me about it by now. I'm assuming Travis or no one left a message. Okay. Because yeah. uh, I I was like uh, usually you're like nah. get on with it, bro. <laughs> There's a message. I know. Uh, no, not I don't today. Know. That's all. Okay. Uh, what else? What What was your favorite part? Oh yeah, man. Um, God, I mean, it's, it's, there's just so many cute, fun parts. Um, I don't know, man. The tires are pretty cool. Getting it, getting it to eighty eight is really fun. Uh, I like to believe that Einstein is still alive, the dog, because when he goes back to nineteen fifty five, he has a puppy. That he's doing an experiment with. Yeah. And the puppy looks similar to Einstein in that breed. And so I like to believe that Einstein has lived for like Through the power of science, yeah. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> the power of science. But but no, but yeah, uh I don't know, man. I don't it's like that's what's hard. There's so many good bits. I like when he I like when he skateboards, you know, and that's kind of fun. That's like, fun. I yeah. like all the little seeds that he plants along the way so that in the future you kinda like you kinda see the differences and stuff and like yeah. you know. But the, you know the whole like oh twin pines and then he goes back and it's lone pine. It's like, lone pines because he because he, yeah. he broke one of the trees with yeah, the DeLorean and he was fleeing. My pines, yeah, yeah my <laughs> pi- my pines. I do, yeah, and I like that too. Like when he's uh, already mutated into man. human form, <laughs> into it's human like, form. Yeah, it's like <laughs> dude, they really know their science fiction really well. Did like I wonder if Twilight Zone like just came out. Like, I know, not even no, or oh, not yet, not yet. Twilight Zone was like sixty two <laughs> or something, right? Get off my farm, you goddamn mutant. Oh. Yeah, that's fun. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. What what was your favorite part? I think the I think the tire marks are like one eh, of the like you said, just it's super like, iconic. It's just like the DeLorean seared. is so iconic. Yeah, like it 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 really like it just um, everything about that DeLorean is cool. And there's like body mods out there and shit. So it's like yeah, I, I don't want to be like there, there's so many good parts of this movie. I don't want to be like oh yeah the the climax, but literally the moment after. The time after all the trial and error, everything comes together. The stakes are so high to be able, and so many things keep going wrong. The car doesn't start, and the fucking the the plug on the tower comes undone like three <laughs> times. And then he gets it, and then there's that tension where he yeah. can't get it plugged in, uh, and you're like, oh my god, just so much. And so it's such just this pressure cooker, uh, and it's such good filmmaking too because it is it just even though it's like ridiculous to a point where like everything it's like of course yeah. the car doesn't start. But uh, it just builds and builds and builds and builds, and then it like he hits it, the lightning goes off, and then there's just that moment of quiet, and Doc Brown like gets up, and the music starts swelling. He like walks over, and he just sees the fire, and that's and, and that that part gives me chills it, every time because I do yeah, I love it. Like he the, jumps and the silence because it's just him, and then he right. starts cheering, and then the music yeah. comes back. But there's like a ten like ten seconds where it's just like quiet again, and it's just like. All the fever pitch, all the chaos, and it's just the fire tracks on the street leading to the theater, uh, and the the wires all on fire, and you're just like, and he's just like, oh, oh, oh it worked. And it's just it's so satisfying, and it's such a good release of all that tension. Like it's fucking textbook uh, release that it just it's right. so satisfactory. I just uh, I can't help but love it every time. And it's obviously that's the part where he goes back to the future. So it's like the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, but every single time it's it like it makes it worth it for all that alone. Everything that happened is up until that moment. 
Uh, well, and I, I think, I think when he says "Back to the Future," that makes me really happy. When he, he literally like, like out points the around, yeah, and then like, he, we gotta send you. He like back points to the future. Yeah, he points to the points to the camera. Well, he points it's like, and then he like kind of yeah. wanders past it, like, just like <laughs> I know, being exactly, great. exactly. It's like yeah, but the, and it, I, I kind of always bit. forgot about that bit, but that's like the perfect amalgamation of like the comedy in this movie because it, it's like takes it right to the edge of like the silliness and like it's like a straight up fourth wall break. But then he's like. And moving on, you know, like yeah, right, right, right. It's not quite a lampoon. Yeah, it's not like hey, look at us, like too much. But but he's like, "Eh, that's the title of the movie, bitch. Like anyway, uh, moving on. Oh, dude, I and then no, but real quick though, when he plugs in the electric, like he gets the plug in and then he gets blown back by (laughs) lightning, and he's he's fine. I was like, like, yeah, Yeah. he's good. He had gloves on. That's insulation. Hey, I know a guy (laughs) that got my neighbor got struck by lightning. The Richard, cool. <laughs> you know, I told cool. you, you know the story about the Richard. He's uh, he's not fine. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, anyways, dude. So uh, this movie struck me like lightning, and I love it. So, it's great. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, go watch it again. First, relive some childhood what? memories, or if you're lame and hadn't seen it, and but you know about it, just go watch it. It's yeah. fun. It's go easy. It. It's, like, it's it, an easy watch. You know what I mean? What's nice it's, though about it. Is it's not? I don't feel like it's overhyped. I feel like it's just like people like love it and they think it's amazing, it's great. But then it like you watch the movie and you're like, oh okay, it's good. Like, I literally, it's like, yeah. I would have been like going into it this last time. I would have been like, yeah, this movie it's great, but it's a little overrated. But yeah, right. I agree with you. I, I'm like, it's, I don't think it is overrated. Like I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time, and I don't think a lot dude, of people think it's that not, either. But it's not going to make it on our hundred top hundred list. Bro, but yeah. it's but it's but it's an amazing movie. So yeah. yeah. Anyway. Uh, that's Back to the Future. Right. That's great. What are, we, for... what are we doing next week? Next what week, we, uh, we're we moving into sci-fi territory. It was neck and neck, so sorry for everyone that didn't yeah. get to watch Equilibrium, because we're watching Upgrade instead, uh, which both were the contenders, and Upgrade's good, and you haven't seen either, so, right? And so, yeah, I'm very excited. So, yeah. go watch Upgrade. That's Lee Winnell's directorial debut. It's got... Uh, I forget his name. I actually like him maybe more than Tom Hardy, but everyone calls him knockoff Tom Hardy. It's the guy from Quarry. Uh, anyway. Oh, oh, he is. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. A little skinnier Tom Hardy. Yeah, yeah he's got the forehead bump Tom Hardy. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, that he upgrades next. Well. It's it's pretty cool, so check that out. We're watching that next week. Oh, yeah. So thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone for voting and commenting. Uh, Patreons, yeah, all our- we got something yeah, coming for you, bro. Yeah, you guys are very pretty. We mentioned it at the top of the episode. We're doing a bonus episode for our patrons for Evil Dead Rise. So come be a Patreon and come listen to our Evil Dead Rise episode. We're going to try and start doing more bonus episodes again for the Patreons. And we're going to pick more. We're going to try and pick more recent releases just so Jordan and I have an excuse to watch more recent releases and kind of keep up on what's coming out and talk about it with you guys. So. Uh, yeah. So stay tuned. I'm going to find a better way to integrate it into the Reddit and discussions and stuff somehow. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So. I, was, I was thinking it would be cool if we throw like a little teaser on our main feed. That would be kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Over there, we'll talk over, about that. You know? Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. But yeah. If it's any good. <laughs> keep an eye out. Keep an ear out. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be just as good as this, baby. We're yeah. About it's going to be even better because it's, it's premium content. All right. It is. I'll, I'll talk to you on the flippy floppy literally in two minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right. Bye. But for everyone, to everyone else, land, love you. Have a great night. Okay. You guys are very nice. You're cute. I'll talk to you later. Yep. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Uh.